So as always, you know, when you finish an episode and you kind of edit it and you listen to it again, you think of stuff that you should have said last week's episode. So last week's episode was all about things that don't make sense to us. And I thought of two more things which we're going to say now. Um, So why is yawning catching? Why does one person yawn the other person yawns? Does anyone know the answer? <laughs> Even talking about it will make you yawn. <laughs> <laughs> and um, why do we have to pretend to be asleep in order to fall asleep? Yeah, why can't true. We just go to bed and be asleep. Why do we have to lie there, close our eyes, and pretend we're asleep before we actually fall asleep? Very strange. I wish you could just push a button. You just would. I know. You know. It is I, mad when you think on it that we all like we just go about our daily lives and at night time we all just go and we lie down and get inside this bed and pull a blanket over us. Like <laughs> when you think on it like that, it is just like what the hell? Actually, it good point. So who who decided that that's what we had to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... I wish we were Sims, so we could just <laughs> fall asleep and wake up refreshed. Get our energy bar all the way up and then wake up. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Gin and Bear, the podcast. I'm Kevin O'Connor Jones, Double Barrel Bitch, your fabulous host. And joining me this week are two fabulous co-hosts and guests of the podcast, friends of the pod. Welcome Hello. back, Carla. Hello, it's been a while. Well, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, 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 back again. <laughs> and Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi. You're like part of the furniture. <laughs> People are probably sick listening to me by now. <laughs> no, who could ever be sick of you, Sarah? Crazy people. <laughs> um, so how have your weeks been? Um, we're recording this on a Thursday, so we're nearly at the weekend. One more day to go, guys. And it's the 30th of November. Tomorrow we're in full-fledged festive mode. What are your plans, Carla? Uh, I just cannot wait for the weekend. It's been a long week. It's <laughs> and tomorrow. As much as like tomorrow's so exciting, it's mo- it's Friday. It's freaking month end at work, so it's it's not gonna be a vibe. But no. yeah, the weekend just chilling. Um, not not much major plans this weekend. You got your jackies up yet? Of course, I put them up in the seventeenth. Love it. <laughs> I always we like since we've been in this house, put them up like on the seventeenth every year. Why not? Oh, tradition. It's be tradition. Exactly. That's what I had to tell him when he said that we don't usually and I had to get the pictures out with the seventeenth from the date. He's like, <laughs> Do you see this? <laughs> this is how to take a photo this year to use for next year. <laughs> Carla, we are scarily accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, we are the same person, honestly. We must have separated at first. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what's your plans for the weekend? So, How's your week been? Week has been weird. I feel like, I don't know if anybody else gets this, but you see you around your birthday, and then when your birthday's over, it's just like, 
no one's giving me attention anymore and then I feel dead depressed <laughs> and I've been in such like yeah. an angry mood all week for no reason I think it's maybe just catching up on sleep and still drink coming out of my system because mm. obviously we were yes. all very 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 drunk on Saturday um yes to, to like I don't even remember getting home which I think is a sign of a good birthday celebration. So we'll try and look at the photos. It is. But it is. I can, I can I am, speak personally. I am so glad tomorrow is Friday and I have no plans um, as of yet for the weekend. And for, for the love of God, I hope it stays that way. All I want to do is sleep. Yeah, I can speak personally from from the week weekend just gone I was present at Sarah's birthday celebration and I can tell you it was a fabulous day um and I'm still recovering and the tiredness is still there with me like one day and you're fucked for like a week or two oh my Um, god is this what getting older just means yes (laughs) grim you have another five Carla... years <laughs> oh, oh don't no, even I can't <laughs> <laughs> no last year of the 20s oh. it's depressing well oh, again we're not dream of being my 20s again uh, yeah. we're not giving any sympathy there <laughs> especially <Please. Carla. laughs> to be fair but it is a, it's a, a 29 is such a depressing year because the whole year you're thinking about turning 30, 30. like it is like, you don't enjoy it. Twenty nine for what three, four, however many days, like not even a week, and already I'm thinking about turning thirty. Horrible. Oh, no, don't don't live like that. Just enjoy the year as it comes, and don't be putting pressure on yourself. You know what? A lot of societal pressures are just like by thirty, I want to have this done. I want this done. You know, life oh, doesn't work out that way. So don't even think about that shit. I was thinking that for about a month before I even turned 29. I was like, oh my God, I'm not where I wanted to be in life. What have I done? What have I What have I achieved? Nothing other than depression like... and alcoholism. <laughs> that's just so, that's just life, isn't it? Like you always think when you're growing up or you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this done by 30. I'm going to have this done by 30. But you can't live like that because that's just a pipe that's dream. True. I've just decided I'm Honestly. gonna um, start planning like a like a big trip away from a thirtieth. Yes, oh, maybe yeah, New York. Oh, well, it's a big trip. We'll see for your thirtieth. Why not? Well, you've got a year to plan, so go on ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Um. Okay, Kevin. What about you? So, How's your week been? Okay, I'm fine. I'm tired. I'm, and it's, I'm just from nothing exciting has happened this week. I'm just recovering from your parties, to be honest. Um, um. So, yeah, I got back here on Tuesday and here we are it's Thursday. So, yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to the weekend, although I've got absolutely nothing to do, which is the only weekend now until January that I have nothing on. So I'm going to relax and enjoy and do sleep F.A. And actually get to watch Strictly Life once on a Saturday and not have to fucking play catch up. I know, but it's just like, it's such a commitment to catch up on as well. It's just like hours of TV and it's like, if you'd miss it, you're fucked. <laughs> so, every week we discuss news. Now this week, quite a bit of news to get through, so we'll try and power through, but you know us, we love to give our opinions and draw the blood from the stone on every story that we talk about. Of course. So the first 
big thing I want to talk about is have you seen all the commotion about the Dublin riots that happened last week? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So if you don't know what the story is, um, so riots started on Thursday evening of last week, but it, they all started due to um, three children and a school care assistant getting stabbed outside a primary school on Parnell Square in Dublin. Um, and they were just lining up after class um, when they were attacked by a man holding a knife. Um, and two girls aged five and six uh, were stabbed along with a six-year-old boy and the care assistant who's in her 30s tried to protect the children but she was also stabbed and seriously, seriously wounded. Um, the, the article I'm reading at the time um, all of them remain in hospital except for the boy. He was discharged um, on the Friday where everyone else stayed in for longer. Um, the suspect who committed the crime was in his late 40s uh, but He's understood to have held Irish citizenship for about 20 years. Um, however, there, there's commotion why these riots started is because the man who committed the crime um, is meant to be a foreigner. He's not originally from Ireland. So I, again, they didn't like say what nationality or what, you know, what country this guy came from, but he now lives and he resides in Ireland. He holds citizenship, but that's not where he's originally from. And then the riot started on Thursday evening last week from a, what's the word I'm looking for here? A protest group who are all very much like get foreigners out of the country, things like that. And they just used this opportunity, in my opinion, to start riots and start a commotion um, based on this foreign person committing a really heinous crime. It's awful. Um, so the rioters took to the streets. They attacked the Guardi, which is police officers for our British listeners. Um, <laughs> they burnt vehicles. Uh, they broke into shops to loot their stock. About 500 people were involved in the violence, um, which led to the Guardi, um, or the Garda, to deploy its biggest ever response to a public order incidents. Um, they burnt out the Lewis tram, uh, and three buses were burned, um, as well as loads of police cars. Um, now, which, which I find is ironic. So uh, this this protest group were rioting because they want to get their racist and they want to get people out of the country. And they're saying, we need to protect our women and our children. But there was a hero who stepped in and he was a Uber Eats delivery driver or delivery, just the oh, delivery. Mm -hmm. We'll get all um, the name tags on there just in case the ones yes. sponsor us. So he worked for Deliveroo and he was actually from Brazil. Mm. Um and he saved the day and there is now a GoFundMe for him to buy him a pint, which has now wow. surpassed over two hundred thousand euro, which is fabulous and amazing. And there's a story that he, he came to this country to work to earn money and send send money back to Brazil. So that's gonna change his life completely, which is amazing but it furthers the point that if he's a foreigner and he saved the children by stopping the attacker you can't say it's all foreign people need to leave this country because if it wasn't for the the delivery driver stopping the attacker you know what would happen so what what's your mm -hmm. thoughts on that well i think you know obviously i'm not condemn you know 
any mm. of any of each side like you know it should never have happened and the people in Ireland should never respond like that but I yeah. can I can see a slight little bit of how it broke out and I think that's more just because of the frustration of everybody living in Ireland at the moment because there's an absolute epidemic at the moment with mm-hmm. all these um, immigrants coming in to live and like mm-hmm. you've no problem with that like you know we can bring them in and help them but then mm-hmm. it's the fact that the own Irish government isn't helping its own Irish people yeah. and you know they're taking up all the hotels because people are profiting off it you know mm-hmm. um the people that are on waiting lists to get houses uh these immigrants are getting priority mm-hmm. you know the whole thing's just run wild and I think you know I think in my opinion that's probably how this has happened because everybody's so frustrated and I think especially Dublin like every hotel mm-hmm. in Dublin is full of immigrants Uh you know it's a severe problem um but you know at the end of the day we're living in an eu country we're going to have people from other different nationals i don't know you know it's completely ridiculous for people to behave like that and i just kind of think like how did it even begin like how did these people like who decided let's try and set the bus on fire or let's break into (laughs) you know jd sports and steal a shoe that's on display like the whole thing's mad like I, just, I, I, I think it's an excuse to obviously like there are people out mm-hmm. there who have prejudice like, just about anybody who's not similar to themselves who they've been brought up and you know raised alongside and I just think they use it as an excuse for their hatred and yeah and they I, know, you know they were able to like something like this happening was just like what like, bang like this is our like excuse now let's use this mm-hmm. like but it's just, there's no condemning it. It's just ridiculous. I've seen a speech from Mary Lee McDonald. Um, and she was like very passionate and rightly so when she was kicking off about Fianna Fáil government. And the Garda commissioner, like they've closed so many Garda stations in the last few years. The funding for the Garda have completely went, decreased massively. So there wasn't enough reinforcement to even stop the attacks. Like the police mm. or the guard or the police, whatever you want to call them, were getting attacked themselves. And there was videos mm-hmm. of like a big group of men targeting one guard officer. Like what yeah, can it, you do? So it was like something like I look at my, I seen something was going on in Dublin and I went and looked and it was like, it's in Northern Ireland. It was like, what the hell's going on? I know. <laughs> I mean, this what is are your... I think they had to get a water. We know the big water tank on yeah. one of them, you know, from the north. It was that yeah. bad. 100%. What's Just your madness. thoughts on it, Sarah? And so um, it makes me really, really angry, the whole thing. And I don't at all agree or sympathize or think that these people that have been involved in these riots um have any fucking leg to stand on for doing it i understand the Mm. point where they're frustrated with the government or whatever but all i saw on tiktok and the news and everywhere else was oh the riots oh the lewis was on fire oh they're Mm -hmm. looting the shops it took me maybe about a few hours going through that to figure out oh three three wains were stabbed 
They completely yeah. took they completely took the spotlight off the story that should have been spoken about. It shouldn't have been the fact that they're destroying their own city. I don't know how they think that that will yeah. help anything when they're destroying their own city for one. Mm-hmm. And like we said, that could that could have just as easily been an Irish person that stabbed people. I don't think I don't think that this yeah. is an excuse or or a reason to be like, oh yes, no no immigrants. Can we just can we just look at our own history and see the amount of Irish people that have immigrated to other countries? How dare how 100%. dare anybody say that we're not allowed we're not allowing other people into the country because half of our half of our friggin' population went to Australia and America mm-hmm. and wherever else. Our our we're an immigrant nation. We are. We 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 don't stay in our own country. And and, <laughs> and like it just it really frustrates me. And obviously I'm a little bit more passionate about like when I see elements of racism because of where I work and I just get mm-hmm. really, really angry because yes it's it's horrible that these people were attacked Uh but the damage that was caused by our own people Uh and they're gonna say oh yes get foreigners out maybe take a wee look at yourselves uh reassess your priorities get a bit of help from uh-huh. professionals because if you think that that is any way to behave to react to anything well then there's no help in you yeah. it makes me really uh, angry think... i'm so like i'm really really angry about it yeah i completely agree with both of you um carly your point was you can see um why the irish people reacted the way they yeah, did I can sympathise like a very microscopic amount. I can see yeah, how because as living in in Ireland, like you know, we are all frustrated. You know, there's there's no houses, there's no resources, there's no nothing for the Irish people because it's all going to the immigrants now. As I said, like you know, I have no problem helping them, but yes. I feel like we shouldn't be a percentage of help. You know, and an old percentage for the Irish people. You know, whereas at the minute it's one hundred percent of resources and houses and money and everything is going towards them, and the old Irish people have been forgotten about. Like, you know, we're housing people um, that's coming in now. As I said too, like you know, the people that need the help, fair enough. But there's like, for example, the Ukrainians. There's plenty of people jumping on the bandwagon that you know uh-huh. aren't in any issues. Like. The Irish government had they um, announced a thing saying that um, basically anyone that was going back to their own country for a holiday um, would be losing their accommodation because that many people are going back. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. there's things in the newspapers that Letterkenny Hospital is that busy that the Ukrainians are flying back to Ukraine to get hospital treatment. And you're like, well, I thought oh, it was God. a wild country. You know, yeah. they're driving about in their Range Rovers and BMWs and Audis and Letterkenny with their Ukrainian number number plates. And mm. you're going, they're, you know, they're getting a house, but the homeless people aren't, you know. Yeah, like the homelessness is such an issue in Ireland and mm. the UK as well. Um, And there are always people of every nationality who will take the fucking piss and they will take yeah. as much as they can get. Like, look at the UK and Ireland, for example, there are people who have children for the sake of getting that many benefits. Do you know what I mean? There is... Mm-hmm. it's inbred into our society <laughs> you know that, that, that culture um but yeah i i i do agree i do agree with both 
of you and like very we're all very similar in our points that the especially with Sarah what you said about like the the actual stab and attack it doesn't matter who mm. done it the riots yeah. shouldn't have happened based on that if I think the riots happened as an excuse um mm-hmm. to again we talked about Zella Braverman a few weeks ago where she kind of incited a lot of hatred and a lot of riot groups in London then used her speed of hatred to say well if she said it we can fucking act on it and that's kind of what's happened here it's like oh a foreigner has attacked our children and our like women we need to protect them so instead of like doing something they actually make more fucking damage to the city which is going to actually take money away from funding for the hospitals and the schools into fucking rebuilding the infrastructure But, but this is it it's like people don't they don't think things through it's just they have an excuse to cause mayhem and damage and steal whatever they can get their hands on out of the, the shops and the likes of Arnott's, I think, with one of the places mm-hmm. that were looted really badly. And it's like, yeah. how do you think that that is helpful? That has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the issue at hand. And people need to wise the fuck up. Like, I will, I'm a very judgy person. Um, and there's no qualms in saying that. But I think to be part of a protest group, basically being a racist, and to riot, you have to have, be a certain demographic, demographic of a person. And, you know, I don't want to say where you're... Not one that I would like to associate. No, I'm not going to say exactly where I think you live in Dublin, but it's pretty obvious in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the rough side. <laughs> I know they're burning their own their own public transport. <laughs> I know, like, make it make like, fucking There's no sense like, on it. No sense, and then the, the in some way them burning like the Lewis the the buses they'll blame the immigrants and the foreigners saying well they made us do that no they didn't make you do it you fucking did it oh it's just mm. mind boggling to me it really really is yeah um, and it's really turned me off going back to Dublin anytime soon oh you know Dublin has turned into a shit hole I hate it because like mm-hmm. I was down in May for work. And the things I seen trying to get into, you know, the, the city centre, just walking in from work, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not a safe place. I've seen somebody right. get mugged in broad daylight. I've seen somebody projectile vomit. <laughs> and I've seen somebody, you know, like basically, you know, with a face barrier on jumping about in the traffic when I'm standing at the traffic lights. And, you know, then obviously uh, I have to go down for a Christmas party in December. And I was thinking, oh, should I stay the second night and go to Christmas shopping? After seeing that, you're like, yeah, maybe I'm glad because I was thinking, not a chance. But then you start thinking, but the shops could be good. Mm. Uh, You know, FOMO missing out. And then it's like, yeah, seeing that. And I was like, no, I'm glad I'm going the one night. (laughs) It's not worth it. No, because it just shows you, like, and I think the rioters knew that the, the, the Garda resources were very limited so they could get away with doing that. Um, and it just shows you if, if the commissioner for the Garda does not increase funding, what could happen in the future? Yeah. If this could so easily happen on a whim on a Thursday night, what could happen in the future? See, I don't think they're that used to that kind of behaviour in the South. No. You know, that's why it was so shocking to see it. Yeah. 100%. Well, hopefully we don't see that ever again. 
No. Um, okay, so then move, moving on. Um, and it's very sad, but it also kind of fits the theme of the episode, Christmas. Um, Shane McGowan, formerly of the Pogues, has died just this evening at age 65. Um, he died at... Sorry? He wasn't that old, was he? I thought he was no. a lot older than in his 60s. Yeah. 65 is very young now. Um, and he... So it's following a recent hospital stay after being diagnosed with... Encephalitis. I do not know if that's right, but apparently <laughs> it's it's like a swelling or a flu-like symptom on the brain. Oh, right. Um, so odd. So, yeah, and obviously he's most well-known for, which everyone will be listening to now, Fairy Tale of New York. Um, and that's really kind of the only song I know. <laughs> yeah. the, to be honest but you know the royalties you began from that song you wouldn't really need to work ever again would you but mm. um yeah it's just very sad but it also in in a weird way as this sounds as harsh as it's gonna sound it is kind of the, the perfect time for him to pass away at christmas i know because if he passed yeah. away in the summer we're not going to be playing his music <laughs> no i know so everyone now is going to play that song more so now yeah so it is it's like a it's... really good time for him to die, as, as bad as that sounds. <laughs> uh, it, it is. But then he's not going to get the benefits of the music. But I suppose it no, increases no, no, his no. legacy. True, and his family will, you know, obviously. It might be more no confident for them. More than this music constantly playing. Doing bad memories. But that could be kind of comforting in a way, I suppose, that his legacy lives on. Yeah, true. Um, okay, the next story, another R.I.P. is Sticky Vicky. Do we know who Sticky Vicky is? I don't. <laughs> you don't know who Sticky Vicky is? No. You don't know either, Sarah? No. Oh I'm just Googling God. this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I believe like, you still knew just Sticky pretend Vicky. That I knew if Carla knew, but I was like, okay, I'm glad we're in this together, Carla, that we've known you. Oh, my God. So Sticky Vicky has passed away at yeah, the Yeah, I still don't know it. <laughs> well i'm going to explain to you so sticky vicky has passed her at the age of 80 um and she's a legendary benador dancer now if i tell you some of the things she did you would probably hear have heard stories about sticky vicky so sticky vicky um used to ha- have a show and she would put things into her vagina oh like candles yeah. light bulbs things like that do you, do you, have you never heard those stories I don't no. know why you think I would have heard about this. <laughs> Everybody's heard of Sticky Vicky. I'm actually Vicky. really glad that I don't know who she is hearing this yeah, stuff. I, I, I don't know what, what you be watching, Kevin, but that's not kind of for my, my kind of entertainment. <laughs> no, <nor> mine. <laughs> I cannot believe you have never heard of her. No. Like, she put ping pong balls, like razor blades, eggs, handkerchiefs, machetes. Yeah? Mad. Like, oh my god! I would say I would look up her videos, but they don't sound no, PG. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen a video of her, to be honest. But I've always heard. Have you never watched Benadorm the sitcom? I did watch. I but sure she was not. No, but she's referenced in it all the time. Do you know that probably now when you say it, I, I, I it sounds familiar, but you know, um, uh. I don't know her at the same time. I just keep uh, thinking of Madge running about in the scooter in Benidorm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But she done it for 30 years and she performed six shows a night for six days of the week. Like, that's so crazy. Okay. She, her, her, I don't want to look her. She must. I'm not even gonna I'd say, say but... she, if she's doing it that often, she must have lost stuff on there. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, people oh, used God. to go to Benidorm just for that very reason to see Sticky Vicky. Perhaps a bit disturbing to go to Benidorm. Never mind, why would you want to go to Benidorm anyway? But to be saying you're going to Benidorm to see something called Ping Ball balls. <laughs> oh, a bit disturbing. I, I think know. I get more going on in my life. <laughs> she don't. Even if I had nothing going on in my life, I wouldn't want to go and see that. Like, no. No. Not for yeah, me. It's a certain demographic of British people that would go. So. Yeah, I feel like that's the only explanation that this is like a British public kind of thing that they would be into because you know yeah, they're just a different kind of people, aren't they? Different kettles, well, I should say. You know, going over there with their Union Jack tiles and seeing Sticky Vicky. <laughs> you know? And all, all they do is go to the English bars, don't try yeah, any drink. The Spanish cuisine, don't like, you know, they go on holiday. No. And... <laughs> They're over there looking for bangers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. R.I.P. to Sticky Vicky as well as she in the game. Two very She'll sad sadly must. She will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next Benadron story I will have... never be the same. <laughs> it never will. And I'll, honestly, the seals will down. Well, I think her daughter is trying to do the same or does oh, the same. Oh, Jesus. Not... <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be like the family legacy now yeah well don't take that all the for you know concrete oh but I, I'm sure her daughter now doesn't see him line of work um, the oh. next story I have is has any been, anyone been watching Squid Game the challenge on Netflix yes haven't got around have. to it yet it is um, mad <laughs> it is mad so it's a it's a reality game show based on the you know, Korean drama series Squid Game that was released was it 2020 or 2021, whenever we were in lockdown and you, all you had was fucking Netflix to watch. Um, so they released five episodes last week, four episodes yesterday, and the finale is next week. Um, it's fabulous viewing. The first episode or two episodes are very cringy. There's a lot of Americans in it. You know, in the actual Squid Game, where they actually get killed. Well, in this one, they don't. Like something, they're wearing like a vest, thing of paint or something, and when whenever you're eliminated, it blows up. Now these people fall backwards and play dead, and it's a wee bit cringe, uh, to be honest. Very, is. very fucking cringe. That's Americans. Oh no! Weird. Oh, so so cringe. Um, but it is a wild good watch. Once you kind of get over the cringe factor, it is a wild, wild good watch. I'd love to have done it. It would have been a wild great crack. And the prize actually is 4.56 million. So it's the same as the actual drama series. Um, and there's three people left um, now. And then they're all going to battle it out in the finale next Wednesday, I think, 6th of December. Yeah, something like oh, that. Yeah. That's good viewing, yeah. It is, and it's quite quick watch. Like the episodes aren't mm. too bad; they're maybe forty to fifty minutes. But it, it is, well, it is good watch now. And if you, you like, like this seeing, game, you like this. You like seeing them all kind of battling each other out, like you know, trying to you know get one over on each other. Mm. Oh, it's quite good. Oh, I hated that guy. Bright was it Bryant? You know the jock kind of fella. Pretend like thought he was in fucking high school. I'm so glad. Uh, he was he got fucking making friends with everybody. Oh, uh, fucking hate it. Um, Emily, friend of the pod, 
had a friend on it, but he got eliminated in the first episode. Do you know the Scouse guy, M- Motti or M O T oh, yes. guy was his name? Hi. Yeah. Remember he um I don't know how he got eliminated, I can't remember. Um but yeah, the Emily uh knows him. They're very they're friends, so uh, there was a guy on from Donegal um, that Eric I, Roberts. Eric uh, Roberts. From... Like, mm-hmm. It's such a shame he wasn't really like he didn't get any real airtime. No, he didn't know because I seen him mention it on his Instagram, and then we were watching it, being like, "Well, where is he?" <laughs> uh, he was really the only reason we stuck it on. Me too, because I really like him. He's so funny, and he's fucking. Uh, he is. <laughs> he is. He's very funny, yeah, and he's making an absolute fortune since he quit his job. I rightly so. To be he's honest. doing ads for everywhere. BMW oh. took him to South Africa. Did you see that? I I seen that. I went to Australia like, as well the Rugby World Cup as well. He went to Australia. Oh. We'll tag him and he might come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live in Letterkenny, so if yeah, you track him down. <laughs> he li- I know what he loves. He loves opposite the new Dons in Letterkenny. Right, not to sound stalkerish. <laughs> Eric, if you're listening, Dave. Or revealing it from one of the I just know he stalked it. <laughs> <laughs> He's friends with him. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so watch the Squid Game the Challenge. It's very good. And if you haven't started, there's time to catch up because it doesn't come out okay. the finale to the 6th of December. So you've got nine episodes. You've got time to catch up. That's my uh, Okay, the next one. Oh, do watch it. It's fab. <clears throat> it is fab. Uh, next one. Spotify Wrapped has come out. Are we all happy with our top song or top artists or top podcast <laughs> i'm in your top four percent listeners kevin feel very privileged <laughs> wow yeah here with me thinking i was good being in the top 10 percent <laughs> but yeah. then again to be fair i am on a lot of the episodes that's true but you need to listen to them as well i do you... <laughs> I, I do i'm but not joking um, no queen taylor was the top artist that I listened to for the second year in a row and I'm not ashamed because she is fabulous. Debatable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Even Sinead help me. <laughs> Shocking behavior. What about yours, Karna? Any surprises, any shocks? Well, see, I share my Spotify with my mum as well, so it was mixed up with her stuff. <laughs> the <So>. rock fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't as accurate. <laughs> and I find I just get lazy and I just listen to the same songs over and over again sometimes. Uh, so it's yeah, never really, yeah. I, I sometimes, you know, when you're working, you're just trying to concentrate and I'm just uh-huh. having replay. Uh, <laughs> you're on repeat playlist. I listen to uh, my You're like, just trying to block everyone out. Or every every year when you get your new playlist for top songs of the year, you just listen to that over and over again. Yeah. But the Jeff Wilder, like it's not even uh, the same I don't like I would love it after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because you still have December. So I don't know whether, you know, when twenty twenty four one comes out, do they start that from the first of December to the end of November? Is that how that works? Or do they just go January and fucking take out December? I'd like some clarification on that, please, Spotify. We'd like to see the evidence. <laughs> and exactly. Well, last year for my Spotify, I was a hundred percent sure that my song, what my top song was going to be, 
And that song wasn't even on my 100 song playlist last year. And I was like, this is fucking, this is weird. Why is it not on it? So I don't always think it's accurate. Yeah, but this year's for me is accurate because I was like, oh no, I played that song a lot. And, you know, I, I understand it. Some last year's wasn't for me and this year's is, but I am overall like, over maybe happy. Maybe they had like a glitch on their database last year and they had to just like pull some random data together. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I was fucking raging. The song didn't make it on the playlist last year and I loved the song, but it's on this year's playlist, but it's just further down. Mm-hmm. Um, But yes, so. I also don't understand. So, you know, most people I know have Spotify. I don't understand the people who have YouTube music or no. Apple music or what's even worse, Deezer. What the fuck is Deezer? And they're all that... trying to gig in and do their fucking Spotify raps, but it's called Apple you know. Refresh or something. And I, instantly when I see that on someone's story, I'm just like, oh, I judge you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you haven't got Spotify and you haven't got Netflix... What do you do in your life? <laughs> you know, fair enough, go on the other platforms. You can have your Amazon TV or whatever, but still have mm. Netflix in <laughs> your Spotify. Aye, like, aye, like Spotify is just the bomb.com. Yeah. Great. Do you know what I mean? It's YouTube music. I don't really, like, do you watch the songs? I don't understand that. <laughs> and so you can have the lyrics if you want to. Yeah, if you want to watch, like, videos and stuff if you're one of those people that sits and watches youtube videos that that's different but like still have spotify spotify is better yeah and like apple music like i got a free trial of that whenever i got my iphone years ago um and it came up when it was a new thing apple music at the time and it's just like no don't like it like spotify is so much easier i think to work i like the colors of it which is really random but like it's you know it sells (laughs) Apple Music is just wild. It's like, why I like iTunes and I don't like iTunes? I think I, we all done that. Yeah, I that Apple uh, thing like years ago because I remember aye, getting it, was, it and then changing back after the trial. Going it. it was a three-month free trial, but I had Spotify and I was still paying for it, but it's like, I might as well just get the free trial and see how it works. Aye. And if I end up liking yeah. it more, I would cancel Spotify. But I've had Spotify now over 10 years and it's like I have legacy playlists that like you couldn't replicate, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that was the problem with moving. You you lost all your playlists. I think that was uh, the main reason too. I switched back. I was like, "Fuck this!" No, <laughs> it's exactly. not worth it. Because like I, I used to be like so old school. I had an iPod Classic, two hundred and fifty GB, and I was so sick of downloading songs. And then it was like Spotify became a big massive thing. And I was like, not every song that I had on my iPod was on Spotify. It was a bit annoying, but now it seems to have most of the songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Spotify for the win. So mm-hmm. write in and show us your Spotify's, please. And if you're out there and this podcast was on your top whatever, please post it on your story and tag us in it or just even send me the screenshot so I can like post it myself. Thank you very much. Um. Okay, the next story that I have, big news section this week. Um, I came across a TikTok video and it was all about, um, it's called the pande- pandemic skip theory. My psychologists um, are saying that because of the pandemic, we are all actually, and you'll be glad at this, Sarah, we're actually all three years younger than what we actually physically are. I just heard 26, <laughs> amazing! <laughs> so whatever age you were, 
when the pandemic started, so March 2020, whatever age you were then, is actually the age you should be now. Oh my God, yes, here for it. (laughs) Here for it, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm 26 now. I've decided. Well, so I was, let me work this out. March 2020, I was 27. No, I was 26. Get it right, bitch. <laughs> I was 27 on the 7th of April, literally two weeks after lockdown. But I was 26 when COVID fucking happened. So I'm going to take that extra year. Does that mean I, I get to 25? <laughs> so if I was 26 in March 2020, three years later, I'd be 29. But you're 30. Nobody so knows. we are 27. No, no, no. When pandemic started, <laughs> right, listen. When the pandemic started, I was 26. And yeah. we're now three years later. So yeah. I would be you 27 are. now because we're in November. So I've passed April. So I'm actually only 27 right now. And psychologically, apparently, we are all the age that we were. <sighs> when thing when the pandemic oh, happened God. and it does make sense to me because every week i say on this podcast i don't feel 30 i feel younger this so i'm makes only 20 so much sense to me genuinely so i feel like i haven't grown yeah. up like at all in the past four years yeah. so i am yeah i'm 26 i i resonate more with being a 26 <laughs> i've decided well, it- Everybody, forget that we've been talking about the fact that I'm turning 30 next year. I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> but it does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because if you think 100%. about it. 100%. I'll go for it. If I can say I'm 28. We just lived in a state of existence. We didn't actually live our lives. Um, so it's just a shame physically. We're not where we were. Our bodies we like need to being get through. Them. To bang this into like, you know, government and we all get like yeah. our dates reversed. Our dates yeah, reversed. If we all just decide that we're in twenty twenty and like we're redoing it all. So like the, the pandemic never happened. We're fine. Mm-hmm. We're all three years younger. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. If I could turn back time. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I just think it's very fascinating and I will always now be saying I'm 27 years old thank you very much yeah. Um. okay so the last thing I want to talk about is last week Sarah you brought up the controversial topic of Matt Rice okay. Um. so I was going to watch his Netflix special and then I heard something that he said in response to sticking up for himself so he put up a picture I think it was What's on his Instagram ad? story um, saying that we all need to learn how to laugh. Do you agree with? We do need to learn to laugh at things. But what accompanied it completely changed my opinion on him. So he put up a picture of special needs helmets or hats. Or I haven't seen the picture, but basically saying that anyone who took offence to his comedy. Um, had special needs and was basically, yeah. in my opinion, taking the piss out of people who should not be taking the piss out of. Yeah. So I think it was, he was like, oh, here's a link to my official apology. And it was a link mm-hmm. to your website, which sold these helmets. 
and like he's just you know what I used to really be a fan of him like when I saw mm-hmm. snippets of him on TikTok and I thought he was really good looking um mm-hmm. but see since the special and everything that has happened after that no no he's think... awful he's really I was a bit like on the... being. I was on the fence last week on my opinion of the joke but seeing his reaction now and that what he posted is just disgusting so he in my opinion now he's a fucking cunt and i hope his career goes down the fucking toilet to be honest i think it will to be fair i think so too because like as as i was saying last week like his his main demographic of his audience are women Mm -hmm. and he completely obliterated them in in that special and since and if you've actually like I've seen a lot of clips of him in in interviews and he hates that he has so many female fans so I'm like okay let's see where you go when all the women stop fucking listening to you he'll literally be forgotten Mm -hmm. about in six months no one will know who he is here's fucking Hogan have you seen on Carla all the backlash and stuff I heard what he's talking about him in the podcast last week, but I don't know him personally, but I just think someone is trying that hard to be funny, he's just going to go nowhere. And yeah. he'll be sitting in the gutter then thinking, why was I not grateful for them fans that were the girls? Like, you know, just because he doesn't yeah. want female fans. Yeah. He, you know, he's going to love to regret that. He's a proper misogynist. Like, he's, he's an awful human being. Mm. I will like, say... If... Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I was just saying, it's like, you don't you don't friggin stab your fans in the back because they're uh-huh. the reason that you're where you are 100 percent. i will say like if straight men comedians were very smart they would target women as their demographic audience because uh-huh. think about this maybe for single straight men this isn't applicable but if you're oh. in a relationship the woman is the neck the man is the head the neck controls the head so that woman can influence the man's decision on we're going to a comedy show we're going to see do you know what i mean like the the yeah. in my opinion out of men and women and especially the people i know in my life the women control not control the relationship that sounds awful but are kind of in can influence that yeah they're in charge and they're very like dominant and they're like this is what we're doing and this is what's happening and not in like an abusive way but it's like just they don't take no shit from the women i know and i've got but two right in front of me. <laughs> also like you can go like harry styles and like all that there like you know has fan base so girls like you know mm-hmm. they go crazy you know the girls are more likely to be obsessed Yes. And, you know, more likely to have a bigger fan base. You know, so, you know, that's what they should be aiming for. Men aren't going to go crazy to see him. Yeah, I think women make better fans than men because we're so obsessive. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like our, our, this is not about men, but like Taylor Swift, for example. So I know maybe you two don't follow her, but she had like an unreleased song that was leaked on TikTok and stuff months ago. Mm-hmm. And yesterday she dropped it on streaming platforms for yes. like out of nowhere. And God, mm-hmm. God love her, Emma. Um, my persister, who is not really a Taylor Swift fan at all, 
had to sit through me playing her this song and explaining the situation and watching for her reactions. Like, that's the kind of obsessive that we get to. Yeah. It's the girls and the gays. Mm -hmm. That's the, the girls and the gays are some of the biggest fan bases in the world. And if celebrities were smart, they would target that demographic because i know like every week we do this we always attack straight men but it's straight men aren't really interested they're not really interested in in my opinion going to a concert to see lady gaga or madonna or even if it was like i don't know like give me someone who's a straight icon but that's what i mean i don't think straight people have icons like i don't mean straight people i mean straight men i don't think they have icons unless you're a chauvinistic peg like andrew tate or somebody like that they have heroes <laughs> heroes not icons yeah icons is very gay and girls isn't it? yeah <laughs> gays and girls have icons get straight men have heroes <laughs> you know what carla you've hit the fucking nail on the head like people they look up to like you know them like really good singers mm. i think it's on the day but <laughs> um what's in the <laughs> My mind's just um, blank. This just shows, though, that men are not the fan base that you want to attract. Straight men. And I know, to be fair, I do give straight men such a run on this podcast. (laughs) But, like, they give me so many reasons to sort your lives Mm. out, boys. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I will say the demographic for this podcast, quite surprisingly by statistics, is men. Oh, really? Yeah, which is very nice to me. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Maybe I like you. insulting them every week. Well, I love maybe you. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe it's a kink for them. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's they like, hate listening. I don't care. Prove me wrong. Listen. Hate listen, love listen, everything's a listen. It bumps up my numbers. Sure. It makes us more famous. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel quite bad now about always slagging straight men off. But I'm sure I'll get over it. But, but, but how do you know there's straight men that are listening? No, it, it, it doesn't tell me there's sexuality. It just says men are women. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really just... Discriminate. I'm, I'm about to get myself cancelled. Apologies. I did not mean to assume <laughs> the audience's gender or sexual orientation. I apologise profusely. No, but I would assume predominantly people who listen to this podcast... Podcast? Podcast <laughs> are gay men or girls. That's just my yeah. opinion. Because that is who we are in the podcast. And Tiernan is the, the minority in that. <laughs> he represents the three men. Yes, well, he he represents the straight men on this podcast. Um, okay, so that's all the the news I have. It's a very long news section, but it was very good to get it all out and give our opinions. We're going to take a little break, um, and we'll be right back with what's ragging absolute shit out of us this <laughs> week. We will see you soon, and we are back. Usually, we don't take a break. Before we do this section, the section was so long we need to. Um, okay, so this section is what's ragging the absolute shit out of us this week. So, Carla, anything really ragging you this week, love? A lot is fucking ragging me. Love it. Bring it um, on. <laughs> the, the main thing that's ragging me. So, 
obviously, you know how much I love my job. <laughs> so I, I you know, would never awesome. want to leave. <laughs> obviously. I would never want to leave. And uh, somebody just decided to dangle a carrot in front of me. Um, so I got a message on LinkedIn last last Wednesday from this girl, from a um, recruiter from a company. I'm not uh-huh. mentioning no names. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I basically been like, you know, we have this role. I found you, you know, you seem like perfect candidates, blah, 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 blah. Are you free for a call? Now, uh-huh. you would imagine that the only reason she was messaging me was because they needed people. They didn't get the right applicants because I don't, obviously, I don't know how many people applied, but you can see in LinkedIn for that job that there were 34 applicants. So, like, uh-huh. why are you reaching out to me? Uh-huh. So, and I had the call with her. It was basically about an interview. She told me there was another four interviews and one of them was a test. And I reluctantly said I would go ahead with that, even though that's ridiculous. Yeah. So you spend your fucking weekend preparing for an interview, do the interview, then the basic ghost you, and then she comes back then a couple of days later after I had messaged, like two days later after I had messaged, asking for an update, saying that um they won't put me through to the next stage. Bearing in mind there was like another three stages, and you're thinking, well, why did you contact me? Yeah. And waste my time. Uh-huh. If you weren't going to put me through to the next stage, like it's ridiculous, um, and I am human. <laughs> because, like, you know, it's definitely like you know you're applying for a job and chancing your arm that you meet all the requirements. But she reached yeah. out to me, no and I met every requirement where you're like knocked out in the first stage. That's ridiculous. I and like you know, ugh, I was just so annoyed because it was like a remote job as well, and. <sighs> Then you know the way. Then you're just really fucked off because you were like, I was wrong about work, thinking I'm leaving. Fuck you. <laughs> you know you're kind of locked in. You don't know what I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and then you get that message. Like fair enough, getting knocked out if you, like at the very end. But you know straight away. That ridiculous. Yeah. She reached out that, to me. Yeah, she reached out to you, knowing what your exactly everything was. And like, then in the interview, it was like, why did you apply? And I was sitting there like, you messaged me. And she was like, you know, why do you want to work for this company? And you're sitting there going, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going out of my goodwill here to do an interview because you, you are lacking in resources. You want me. <laughs> what are you going to do for me? And then it was all them like stupid questions like where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. Like it's will... that's eccentric asking that. All right. What animal would you be if you had to be an animal? What biscuit? I've I've seen all these questions. What biscuit would you be? Like what the fuck's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I will say though, be very careful about recruitment consultants reaching out yeah. to you looking for a job because they are just trying to bump up their numbers to get a fee. So, she was an employee, like she was like HR in this company. Oh, you mm-hmm. know, so like it was very official, like and ah, uh, just so annoying. Really I know because like, how did I get knocked out in the first stage? Whenever I met every requirement, she's on reaching me. Yeah, I feel like give a really good interview. 
Oh, that's why I love it. Oh, my God. And plus, you wasted your weekend preparing exactly. for it. Exactly. That's the worst of it. I wasted my weekend stressed about a stupid interview. Oh, you see, when she messaged, I really just wanted to burn that bridge and write back, oh, fuck yourself. But you know what? You have to write back. <laughs> like, yes, you know, that would be great. Keep me in mind if there's only future opportunities. Yeah. Yes. I really want to go, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work at your stupid company anyway. Not on your app. Don't message me again. You're blocked. Bad bitch. Um, I'll just one more then. Uh, I could write a list to be fair, but I've got a rent put up as well in the mouth of Christmas. Have they got oh, a what a <laughs> fucking cunt! I know. By much, you if won't. you don't mind me asking. You don't have um, to tell him so it's, but... it's 8.50 at the minute, so it's up to a grand. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, but, you know, for a wee three-bedroom house that needs a bit of work. <laughs> Fuck me. But I know. Ian. You know, uh-huh. that's the... nice you're paying to love and letter, can I? Like, you swear we're when living you... in Dublin. When you think about €150 Euro or pound doesn't seem that much on its own 150 mm-hmm. but when you already have to add that to 850 that is yeah. fucking extortionate it's a lot to pay you know My a lot and the mouth of christmas i know that's really bad do you know what they're probably doing that because they fucking need extra money for all their fucking little fucking devil's christmas presents they're getting a PlayStation this yeah. and a fucking They're standing in the queue and smacks, but like, the fuck we're going to afford all this? Yeah, we can put their laptop. The rent. You and Eamon is paying for some little fucker's Christmas present. <laughs> I'll send them hit me up. Fuck you. <laughs> just start cutting Santa's out letters real. from magazines. <laughs> Santa's not real. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> a of Rudolph with a gun to his head. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. <laughs> I mean, I just want to put out there at PSA, if you are listening with your children, maybe turn off the episode, but this is not for children in this podcast, so it's I up mean, to you. I, I would really be concerned if there are parents out there letting their children listen to our podcast. If you're not like well, 15, 16 and above, this is not for you. No. Well, like, you know, my wee cousin Amy, shout out to Amy. Well, hope she's not listening. She's only 12. But um, apparently, I am like a celebrity to all her weaker friends and they talk about me all the time. And I have a podcast. All the mommies know I have a podcast. So, what class? hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you were coming to the school playground and they'll become a killer. Well, last oh year. God. Oh my God, that's Kevin. He's from the Jennifer <laughs> podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> well, this is, so this is even before I had a podcast. I think that like to them, Amy's friends, I'm like amazing because I'm gay. <laughs> oh, you're an icon. Say, an I icon. love that. Now, I love this that. is before I had a podcast, so it was maybe last Christmas, me and Sinead and Nick were driving down the car road, and it was maybe when the Waynes were still in school, just before they were finishing, and Amy, they were doing some walk, you know, where they walk up from Bradford, so maybe it wasn't Christmas, maybe another time it was home at Easter or something, but like, we were all beeping the horn at Amy, and all their friends were like, oh my god, is that Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is why my ego's so big. 
See, this is where your man needs to take notes. You know, you or you take a fan base where you can get it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all right Shame now. Shame on you, man. At Granny's wake, all Tishy's friends are like, oh my God, this Kevin, he's got the podcast. And so, you know, it's so everybody just loves me, honey. <laughs> I could you not? I know, I'm fucking fabulous, aren't I? You know, you have You'll to put a smoke in... up here on us. You'll be turning the Christmas lights on, don't give next year, coming in the fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Santa. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. No, that's reserved for people like Owen Quigg and stuff. Oh, you're like better celebrity than he is. Like, do you ever see his TikTok? Well, I don't know if he has his own TikTok, but it's his girlfriend's TikTok. But he's always in the background. Oh, I I don't know. I don't. I don't follow them or anything. She just comes up sometimes, but obviously he, you know, he's always there too. It's just wild. Oh well, more power to them. Uh, I think they have a YouTube and everything. Oh, well, here, more power to them. Like, earn your money how you earn your money, do you know? Um, Good for them. Right, is that you done then, Carly? <laughs> I'll leave it there. I could continue, but I want to get more annoyed. But yes, and uh, threatening letters to your landlord through the letterbox. <laughs> Don't lift the envelope, wear gloves, you know, keep your DNA safe. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch a cold and send them a lick the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> take this Cough in it. <laughs> send them a present and then just sh- shit in it and then open the box like you're yeah I don't know what kind of presents you're sending people but there's websites for that <laughs> oh my god send them on them glitter bombs oh, oh I glitter everywhere over their heart oh you can say you can send there's websites where you can send like people like and you can pick what poo you want like you know mm-hmm. a cow's poo or <laughs> And That's they rough. are sponsoring us today. The link will be in the description. <laughs> Run. Okay, Sarah, what's dragging your shit this sick love? Like, nothing in particular. But as I was saying, I can't remember if I said this before we started recording or after. But I've just been in the most shit mood all week for no mm-hmm. reason. I think it's a combination of um well that was before i you know we talked about the the covid skip um and now i'm actually only 26 but it was like the thought of 29 hangovers no one cares now because my birthday's over now it's all about the baby jesus's surely i deserve a little bit more attention still but no so nothing in particular I'm just being a wee yap. But I'll be okay. Okay. And Carla's birthday is on the 28th of December. Yeah. She also kind of has to share it with Jesus. It's, it's so annoying. It is the worst thing ever. Like, you always have to share Christmas presents. You know, the thing that what bothers mean- me about that is that apparent that, that the 25th of December isn't even when Jesus was born. He's born in the middle of the summer, like and oh. like actually. So I would know. <laughs> I could be making that What's up. It? To be fair, but well, you're more of a Catholic than I am, or Carl. Not so. by much, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, is Eamon got big plans for your birthday? Because what age are you um, turning? Um, turning 
27. <laughs> <laughs> JK, I don't know. That's up to him. I'm sure if he's listening right now, you know, he'll get me something good. It's <laughs> <laughs> your time to plan. Plan, plan. <laughs> well, just really a to New York, you know, just something small. <laughs> love play, love play. A wee small we five star that... hotel, you know, just on cheap. <laughs> Obviously, dark off the one fifty euro. Cheerful, you know. <laughs> just you know, yeah. Is that it? Is that everything, Sarah? Yep, that's me. Well, I don't have that much to speak, but I am going to go in on a certain demographic of people. But that will be my last point. <laughs> My first point, uh, my first rag and mission this week is um, I had to get up really early on Tuesday for a flight back. Um, gracefully, Evie, or graciously, Evie uh, was taking me to the airport so she would go up to work in Belfast on Tuesday morning. And I booked like a 10 a.m. flight, but I had to get up at like quarter past six to shower. Fucking the earliest I've been up in a long, long time, let me tell you that. Um, but I hate when you've got something on the next day and you can't sleep because you're worried that you're going to sleep in. And then when your alarm goes off in the morning, that's when you could sleep. Mm-hmm. Like you Even could sleep though you hours. never will sleep on, like you're no, one of people, no. but you're ah, worried. You're, always, you won't. you're just always worrying you have like 20 alarms set and all that. Just, it's so irritating. And you wake and when the first one goes off. <laughs> literally and then you're awake and then you have to turn every fucking alarm off um but it's just it's wild annoying it's just like why can't you just get like a restful night's sleep and then when Mm -hmm. you don't have to get up that early you wake up that early naturally and you're like oh my god the time you could sleep you can't so frustrating like at the weekends like i'll wake in like half seven wide awake just kind of like yeah yeah, get up now but when the alarm goes Mm -hmm. off to half seven you're like oh no no and in one sense it's good because then you've got more of the weekends but at the same time it's like i need to rest like i need more Mm -hmm. sleep it's ridiculous um my second annoyance this week then is so this is all about like being on a plane um i (laughs) fucking detest the fucking length of the cabin crew announcements. Stop <laughs> trying to sell me shit sandwiches and duty free. Just shut the fuck up. Because I can't hear my music. I can't hear my program. I have to pause it constantly. Shut the fuck up. They're on a five minute spiel about the perfumes they have on for Black Friday deals. Nobody wants to buy the shit. Shut the fuck up. Tell me your like, little safety stuff and then move on. Who's buying perfume on the plane? Like, I'm not even joking. Who You'd the be fuck? surprised. You would I be know, you would surprised. be surprised. But, like, well, you had the whole duty free to buy stuff, you know. know. Why are you <laughs> buying stuff on the plane? Like, this is just sums up people in oh. fucking nature. Like, they just, they're, you know, that the fact that they would walk past it on the duty free, but then they would pay probably above and beyond on the plane to purchase mm. it, thinking they're getting a bargain. Unless they sh- like smell really bad when they got on the plane, and they might need something to help them along the way, that could be the only thing I think of. When have you ever seen them people then unwrapping the perfume? Never. Them people don't have <laughs> perfume, or they wouldn't smell. <laughs> Fucking hell! It, it's just it went me up. I was like, I was watching like a program on my phone, and I had to pause. It was a half-hour flight, and I had to pause it about fucking five times in the half an hour because of the amount. I understand, like, 
prepare for land. And I understand the safety announcement, but everything else, please shut up. I don't care that Donna, Mike, Amanda, Sophie are our crew today. I don't need to know your names. Thank you very much for what you're doing, but I don't care. Or sometimes they're like collecting for like a charity or something and they're going, for fuck's sake, we're not in mass. Do you know we have to look awkward? Like, I haven't gotten the change. You know? Oh, but why have I got a pocket of change in the fucking airplane? Oh, my you know? God. I know. Winds me up. Honestly, winds me up. They could pay um, their own charities themselves to make enough money. Well, exactly. All the fucking additional costs now that takes to fucking fly somewhere. I know. And my last one, now I have mentioned this, I would say two or three times before in this podcast, and I have been quite PC about my my talking about this. I am going to let rip now. I now no longer have any respect for people who work in McDonald's. I think, and I hope you're all fucking listening, I think if you still work in a McDonald's, you are a brain-dead cunt who will go no further in your life because you cannot follow simple fucking instructions. I don't know how many times I've talked about this, but I'm on my wits end now. And I am I love the convenience of McDonald's because you know, compared to a Chinese or a pizza, it's quite a low calorie takeaway. Like it's a burger or chips, depending on what you get. It's lower calories, so you might not feel as bad eating a big greasy Chinese or a big greasy pizza. But like every time we go and Nick went last night to get like a meal and he got like chicken nuggets and chips and I got like a burger and chips. They forgot one of the chips. It's like I'm not and Nick had to check the bag numerous times a few weeks ago. Like you are brain dead. You would be better off dead because you're no use to fucking society. And if you can't do that simple fucking job, you deserve to be shot in the fucking eyes. Like, it is a simple fucking job. If you can't do that job, there is no point of you being alive because what is the point of your life? You're feeling very touched about these mustard chips. <laughs> but it, it's the principle of the fact and it happens all the fucking time. Aye. It is like, what do we need to do for you to do your job? It's not hard work, like, you're putting, like, no. you know, you're putting a fucking chip in a burger in a bag. I know it's mind-numbing, but that <laughs> does not mean your mind has to be numb while you fucking do it. It's like, it's like, do you ever get a McFlurry, right? And, you know, you maybe get, like, a Smarty McFlurry and you get it and there's about five Smarties on that. And it's, like, as if the Smarties were coming out of their wages. Do you know? Aye, sauce Like, what the fuck? Like, when you order a sauce... They never fucking put the sauce and now it's straws. They don't even give you a straw for the fucking drink. Like, brain dead. Brain dead. People who actually are brain dead are fucking better. <laughs> and people who work in McDonald's. Like, I need to come up with a different phrase for to describe these fucking stupid cunts. I don't care if I know people who work in McDonald's. You're all going to be tarnished with the same fucking brush. Get a better job and then I won't fucking have to t- say this to your face. It's fucking winding me up. I used to work in hospitality. There was no fucking excuses. You had to get on with your job. Every other person who has a fucking other job has to get on with things. Why can't you? You're stupid. You're stupid. Here, here. Fucking stupid. It actually really gets me angry. 
like what if a nurse forgot to give you a fucking tablet and then you passed away do you mean we all have to fucking be switched on at work read a docket put it in the fucking bag you stupid fucking cunt <laughs> I feel the like next I time want... you go to McDonald's and this happens, you're just gonna like there's just explosion. Do you know what I'm gonna have? Cat. I'm gonna have such a fucking attitude now. I don't even care if they're lovely people. I'm not even gonna give them my fucking time of day. I'll be fucking not. I'll just be civil, but I'm not gonna be friendly and smiling. I'm just all gonna assume they're all fucking stupid. Oh. <laughs> and just imagine them being at that McDonald's and just hearing this eruption and I was like, Kevin must be excited. This, this, this is why I have such a level of distrust in people. I have to double check things a million fucking times because of people that work in McDonald's. I can't mm-hmm. go and even to a restaurant or I have to check the bill because I know what people are like. People are thick. People are stupid. I, to be fair, you know, there is a lot of mistakes in hospitality, but it's hard I to know it is. It's a hard job. I, it's harder working in a bar. It's harder working in a restaurant. It is not hard shoveling chips and putting a burger together. I'm sorry. It is not the same fucking thing. True. Because they don't even have to move. Like, the whole thing's done to make it as efficient as possible for them. That they just stand there and, like, reach for the burger, put it there, reach, you know, they're not even, like, they're not rushed off their feet. They're just kind of standing in their designated area, doing their designated job. And they all have an attitude. Well, maybe try better in life. I'm sorry. Maybe try better in life and you wouldn't be where you are. Not... Like, I feel horrible saying that because not everyone who works at McDonald's is stupid or has been stupid for working there. Everyone needs a job. But it's just now the current employees of McDonald's are fucking dumb. Thick, dumb, whatever. They are like shit on my fucking shoe at this point. I don't even care saying that because that is how they treat their customers. <laughs> I'm brave. Brave. Know, it's such a. It is such a first world problem, but it is happening all the time. And, it, you know, it, it's not even about getting chips. It's you pay for something, you don't get it. Yeah. Um, you're wasting your money. It's also the principle of the thing. Everybody else on this planet has to do their job properly. <laughs> so why can't you? And it's one of the simplest jobs on the planet and you can't do that right. Mm-hmm. So there's no hope for you. In my opinion. I feel like I want to get a job in McDonald's to change things, but you could probably... be like um a one of them TV shows where you turn it around. Yeah, but I don't want. But I don't think you can change those people because they all walk around going. We have to shovel chips. Do you remember that show? The really John Channel that. Five. You know the hotel inspector, and she'll go oh, around all these fucking horrific hotels, and <laughs> it was lots of like that. There, like you would just be like, "How are you acting like this about your customers? You go mm-hmm. and do that at McDonald's all around the country." <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd probably be arrested for cruelty. <laughs> um, right. Um, I put out a question box, um, and people wrote in what was annoying them. So. The first one is lateness and not letting me know or cancelling at the last minute. Hate it. Hate it. Fair. Very fair. Next one is trying to arrange plans and no one texts you back. Then when they reply like a week or two later, they suggest a new date 
you text them back instantly and say you're booked up for ages now and then they act all butthurt yeah people in general are just frustrating yeah very very fucking frustrating next one is when your sleeves roll down when you wash the dishes (laughs) yes oh i get that too now you get wet uh next one is people who cough and don't cover their mouth dirty bastards in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) and the last one is christmas shopping far too many people in town now even during the day when everyone is meant to be working 100% 100% all very valid well, I don't know where the shoppers come from and they're in the shops where there's nothing in it you know. know like Pleasant Link has to employ uh, you know parking wardens and you're going there's nothing in here like what, the, what are really these random. all flocking here for there are, are those clothes down in Crescent Link uh, it's in Sainsbury's now but it's pissing the way out because it's left Ireland like there's none in Letterkenny anymore yeah, because, like, I was in Derry on Monday with my auntie, and she needed to go to Argos, and I was like, oh, there is no Argos in Crescent Link, it's on the Strand, in Sainsbury's, and she's like, oh my god. Uh, the same happened in Korean, too. It moved literally next door to the Sainsbury's. Because everyone's got Amazon, so I suppose you really wouldn't go to Argos. Sure, once I got rid of the catalogue, it was all downhill. Fair. Right, <laughs> that is that topic done. I've said my piece on McDonald's. Um, I'm safe to say we're not getting a sponsorship deal from them. Um, yeah, okay. For any future people who want to work on McDonald's, please change it, please. This can't go on anymore. I don't care if I get cancelled for what I just said. Fuck everybody. Okay. We always do a topic on this podcast, and this week's topic is all about what gets you into the festive spirit, or as I like to say, what gets you feeling festive as fuck. So, Carla, what gets you festive as fuck? Um, I well, guess I just love seeing all the Christmas lights, like you know, seeing everybody's houses all decorated. Like I think that really gets me in the festive mood. Like I like you know when you're out walking on the cold night and you see all like mm-hmm. the trees and people's houses and their windows and stuff. Yes. I just love it and put my own decorations up because they are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the best in Letter Canada, to be fair. Do you know? Send us some pictures so we can people post People come far and wide to see your Christmas tree. <laughs> people actually do that, you know. Like people go on drives to see other people's Christmas decorations outside their house. We used to house. do that when I was younger and there. I used to go on, your mum would take you in and see like the, all the lights, the houses with the lights on. I used to love yeah. that. That's um, and eating all the tons of quality straight. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, we can we can open this up and be more of like a communal conversation. We don't have to just like say your say your say your. We can just mm-hmm. if we think of a memory, just we can talk about it. Sure, that's the better, probably better way of doing this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you got any, Sarah? Yeah, mine is I always love as as Carla says seeing the Christmas lights, but more so, um in town rather than in people's houses once the christmas lights are switched on in belfast city center and the the christmas markets are going and then you're going into the shops and the christmas music's playing i just i'm not a good christmas shopper but if it's a stage where it's slightly quiet and the christmas tunes are on and all the like the gift sets and stuff are on the shelves 
um, the first thing that I notice around Christmas time is when Boots has its three for two section. I'm like, oh, now it starts. <laughs> but I don't like to focus too much on it until my birthday's over. Because November's yeah. all about me. And then when that's over, then I can focus on the festivity. Okay. So, Interesting. So I would say you don't have your Christmas decorations up yet then. No. So what I was going to say is our our Christmas decorations are currently in the room at mom and dad's house. Um, because okay. we have no storage in, in the house in Belfast. Well, we have some storage, but not where we want to keep all our christmas decorations so yeah um we'll be down at the weekend for our sunday dinner and then i'm gonna okay. bring the christmas tree and the wreath and everything up um and get the christmas decks up through the week lovely. lovely so you always make a point of waiting until after your birthday oh god yeah i'm like no 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 i do not share the spotlight <laughs> love it um Mm -hmm. so some of my festivities and if you think of more we can always come back to but it's just this will get your brain going so some of mine are i love a wee baileys particularly (laughs) coffee oh never had that before never had a baileys it's the only way to drink coffee at christmas kevin (laughs) just while you say baileys um, I think the offer should still be on. Tesco is selling liter bottles for a tenner right now. Stock up. Now, predominantly, we drink salted caramel baileys. You know me, Carly, me salted caramel. Fucking, have you ever had salted caramel baileys? No, I haven't. Never. No. Stick that in your coffee. That will change your life. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be able to go back. <laughs> like an alcoholic no. on the cost of the fuff hub flask. I might pop <laughs> that in a, in a hot chocolate, actually, because I'm not a big coffee person. Nice. Yeah, hot chocolate would be nice as well, especially the salted caramel version. Um, it's thinking. on. We got it on Amazon. It was for seven fifty mil. It was maybe it was twenty quid. So that is quite a lot for salted caramel. But you cannot get salted caramel in a normal shop. I don't think because I've always always got it off Amazon. Or I've always had to get it in the duty free when I'm coming back from Belfast. Um. So yeah. Love having that, especially on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Especially on Christmas Eve, it's fabulous. But I, I did the stupid mistake of looking at the calories. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Just picked up the ball. What is the... it? So, for a hundred milliliters of a salted caramel Bailey's, just mm-hmm. guess. Oh, um, hundred and thirty-three. 350. 300. Yeah, 350 calories per 100 mil. And how many mils do you have? Like two, 300? I don't know. So you're meant, it says on the bottle 50 mil, but they're like, usually it's 100. Like it's because it's, uh, 50 mil is a double, but then for like a liqueur, like a liqueur, you're meant to do 100 mil, I think it is. Maybe a wee bit more. Right. But that's a lot that's of That's scary. <laughs> that's like eating a fucking chocolate brownie and ice cream you know, know. that's like a proper dessert not so for to eat my calories that's the way that's <laughs> why i only ever have it on christmas eve <laughs> oh that's so depressing it's so many calories like it's fucking dangerous but it is nice though especially <laughs> on christmas eve when you're watching a few films or something you know 
Um, I love, you we, we were all talking about the deckies. I love putting deckies up and like, it's really, really nice. And you're all cozy mm-hmm. with the lights on and the darker evenings. And you yeah. know, I, I put mines up early November because we go home to Ireland for Christmas. So it's yeah. like, as I say, you need to get the use out of them. And it's just a nicer atmosphere, you know. It's unreal. Like sitting on the Saturday night, Christmas lights on, yeah. candles lit dark evening fire on like it's just pure vibe like you'd be sitting going you don't get this in the summer no like, you don't you know, it's not the same you never light a candle in the summer you're sitting there at 10 o'clock at night just staring at each other thinking when's it going to be the evening I know. and then the next yeah. thing it's 11 o'clock and you're thinking where the evening like i find in the winter like you know because it's dark like next you're sat down in front of the tv at seven o'clock in the winter i mean in the summer um you could be sitting at 10, 11 o'clock at night looking at your phone thinking, well, we'll put a phone on the bed and then like not realising how late it is. Like, but oh, you're, you're in your garden. Like, uh-huh, your, your evenings are longer in the winter because you are settled down earlier. No, I, I prefer it. I like them dark evenings. You don't get them dark at three. Like, I love it. Same 100%. here. Like, I, I always say that my um seasonal affective disorder um happens in the summer because I hate <laughs> the heat. I hate trying to sleep when it's still bright outside at fucking 11 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. Uh, get that shit away from me. Give me the freezing cold. Give me the darkness for hours. Being mm-hmm. cozy in your house is just so much easier in the winter. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people don't like it. Why people get really like depressed around winter time. I'm like, no, it's yeah. the best. I know, uh-huh. even in bright evenings, and like in the summer, it's fucking bright. It's half four in the morning. How are you supposed to sleep for the sun <laughs> shining on your bedroom at that old hour? I know. I'll tell you know, it's just ridiculous where you wake up in the winter and it's pretty dark and horrible outside. You're going, nice one. The only thing about it is is that you never want to get out of your bed, which is a yeah. problem. But that's me, that's, every, that's me every day, to be honest. So. Same. <laughs> um... And my next point then is I love planning and buying new Christmas outfits. Like what you're going to wear at Christmas Day, what's your outfit for Boxing Day, what's your outfit for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, any parties in between. Love it. Because it's an excuse yeah, to buy new clothes. And I love buying like... Pajamas. <laughs> oh, Carla, no, come on. I, I love buying my, my glitter shirts, my sequin shirts, you know. All, that's it. Really the only time of year you can look like a, a whore. <laughs> like sequins during the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, which I do all the time. So that I love sequins during the day. <laughs> you see, the thing is, you gotta choose your colors. You can uh-huh. have like your your pale pastel sort of colors in the summer for your sequins. Then you can have your dark red, your burgundies, your purple, mm. your greens. Like, choose your colors. Okay. But you can wear we are sequin supporters every single day of the year. Yes, a hundred percent. It just it feels nicer at Christmas. True. To have sequins in general. It is fast. Oh, very festive. Very, very festive. Um, the next one is um new Christmas pajamas, especially for Christmas Eve. It just gets me really that. in the mood for Christmas, mm-hmm. which I bought and few new pairs for the course of the two weeks. Love that. <laughs> um, I love wine and cheese nights. So 
Shasta, a friend of the pod, started this tradition a few years ago. So before we go to Ireland for Christmas, she comes round and we have wine and a cheese board. Fabulous. Lovely. Nice. Like, lovely, lovely. It just makes me feel all festive. Next one is, I love Christmas nights in. So you'll be having drinks with friends. You'll have some, make some cocktails. You'll play some board games. You'll play some quizzes. Things like that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I also like going home for Christmas and meeting up with school friends. Hi, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we all pl- we plan reunions. Like I think that's what what reunion are we on now? The fifteenth reunion. Who knows why? <laughs> High school re- reunion. Imagine. I know. It all. It's just really nice. We always look back at the very first one when we went to <laughs> Mountain and Palace, Palace. and then there? we all get oh. we couldn't get drinks and. Brunswick <laughs> and we were standing out in that road in the snow waiting on the one taxi service and done given that no longer exists <laughs> I know my god memories hi memories good times <laughs> it was fabulous times to go back like oh my god be amazing um yeah, mad. present buying I do like it as much as I don't like having to buy stuff all the time or think of ideas it's quite nice when you buy them and when you have them bought it just when you start buying presents it just makes you feel more festive it's like okay we're close to christmas now we're we're buying presents um as i said family and friends around you it just adds a little something special to christmas um to that time of year as well anytime it snows around christmas yeah gets you in the mood i would love a white christmas every christmas but just on christmas day just look at it yeah, because it's a day. A slush, yeah, you know? no, I don't like it. It's just a day. Christmas Day is like a day for the house or moving like to family to see what Santa brought, things like that. And then you, you go back to your house and you have your dinner. So I don't want like horrendous conditions. I just want a wee bit of light dusting, make it more Christmassy feeling after that. Yeah, Once like after you've had your gone. dinner, you're sitting, you're looking out, you can see it just under yes. the lamppost. Yes, Boxing Day, <laughs> I want it all gone, do you know? Um, Christmas films, so Christmas Eve especially, we would always watch like The Grinch, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Holiday, it just gets you right in the mood. So like, I've seen something actually on social media where it's like, there's a list where it's like December 1st, you should watch a Christmas film every day up until Christmas Day. I might do that this year actually. Yeah, 100%. And and if you have any suggestions of films, let us know because... We always watch the same ones, but it's just a tradition to watch the same ones, isn't it? Can't be a classic. Exactly. You can't make Christmas films nowadays. Like, they're all just oh, really oh. cringe and, like, what the hell is this? There's one on Netflix, which me and Sinead have suggest- suggested watching this year, The Christmas Chronicles, but there's two of them, but I've never seen them on Netflix. Has anyone ever seen them? No. So, you don't know. Like, it's... Because we tried to watch one years ago. It was Dolly Parton on Netflix. It was like Christmas on the Square. We put it on for 20 minutes and we're like, oh God, this is too cheesy. We can't watch this. Oh so we turned dear. It all. Dolly Parton on a Christmas film. Yeah, it was like a musical type of film on oh God, no. Christmas. We turned it off after 20 minutes. We're like, this is too fucking cringy. Can't watch it. And Dolly wasn't even that. in it. She wasn't even in it that much was what we watched it for. Um, Now for the past few years, I have always done a gin advent calendar. So just oh, yes. get right oh, in the mood my... for Christmas from the 1st of December up until Christmas Day. And this year I've gone all out and I've got the mixers and garnishes to go with each day. 
kitchens. Nice. So this proper one to get me in the mood for festivities. Um, and I always upload it to Instagram, put a wee Christmas song, just to get me and everyone else hopefully in the mood. Um, Christmas TV. So Christmas Day yeah. especially. Christmas like East- soaps. Yes, like EastEnders. <laughs> I cannot wait for EastEnders on Christmas Day. I'm just really excited to see who gets murdered. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Brown's boys on Christmas. I love the Christmas special. Yes. Funny. Um, right, Christmas so just... Day, Father Ted. <laughs> yes, like just all the old Christmas episodes of stuff that was on yeah. years ago. It's just amazing. Even though we watch it every freaking year, you're like, oh, well, we stick it on just because it's the Christmas version. Yes. Like, even though Christmas was not even that good, but you're still like, but it's the Christmas one. On a hundred percent, you just you have to do it. Like you have to. 100%. It's the only time away, the time of the year you can get away with watching Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. Carly, you touched on it, like, selection boxes, the boxes with biscuits, the tubs of sweets. It's not Christmas if you don't have all that stuff in your house. I remember whenever you were younger and you were opening your Christmas presents, and I would literally be opening Christmas presents with a Snickers hanging in my mouth or something, or something, you know, then, you know, the selection, because they always have, like, stuff you never, like, you wouldn't nominate, like, you know, like, boxes and Mars bars and Snickers and stuff, and you'd be eating, Mm. like, that multiple bars like you know at like six in the morning as you're opening maybe that was just me i was just a pretty bitch yeah, <laughs> i don't know it's like she boxes are late in the morning <laughs> and i'll be looking it. at the last bar going oh god i can't <laughs> um i love travel and home for christmas especially now that i've lived in liverpool and especially since we've got the boat like four years ago it's just mm. a stress-free lovely way to travel Nick drives so I can fucking drink drink mulled wine. They do mulled wine because we always get like the lounge place because we travel that much, so we get access for free. You get mulled wine, you get cheese, you get shortbread. Just lovely Christmas atmosphere. It's just gorgeous. Lovely. You're just um, looking out at the plebs on the boat eating your cheese yeah. board, going ship of them. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> Old McDonald's workers. Do you see um, what he's wearing out there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, mulled wine and mince pies, just gorgeous, gorgeous. Yes, I love mince pies. Love wine. Have you ever tried a salted caramel mince pie? I haven't, no. but I'm sure that would be unreal. Would that be an M&S mince pie? M&S, yes. Oh, Bang M&S, they Bang just it. know how to make everything so delicious. 100%. That brings me it's on to my next food. point. It's not just food, it's M&S food. Exactly. That brings me on to my next segment. M&S party food at Christmas. Banging, 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 banging. All the nibbles, all the wee volavons, volavons. Eat me body weight in volavons over the Christmas period. We'll have our dinner in the evening. We'll be like, let's stick some volavons on. It's the only time of year. I eat volavons. We, you know, the McKee's ones. (laughs) Shout out to McKee's Butcher's sponsor, please. Um, McKee's volavons. Fucking on another level. Banging. The bang, ham bang, ones bang. especially. Chicken ones are grand, Ooh, but I chicken, love the chicken, ham ones. Chicken are the best. You can have ham, I'll have the chicken. I'm good <laughs> to I'll me. have chicken and ham. <laughs> it's not chicken and ham. You get them like both. No. <laughs> no. Maybe not them Steve ones, ones, but like in general in a bowl of ones. The McKee's no, ones bad. have like chicken and some and then ham and others. Alright, oh, I love the ham ones. Oh. oh my god, I literally 
um, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, I was looking after Paul, Sean and Dad, whenever they were at a wedding. And literally, uh-huh. I was just like, Mommy had said to me, Sarah, what do you want in the house to like have for your lunch? I'm like, can you just get me a pack of volivants from the butcher? And she was like, is that all? I was like, aye. And I had that for my lunch. I had a whole pack of volivants for my lunch. It. it was great. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, my next one then is obviously the Christmas dinner. Oh, the Christmas food in general, it just literally makes you feel so fucking festive. It is just oh, so good. Stuffing. Amazing. Oh. I love stuffing. Like it's the best part of the Christmas dinner. My oh. my dinner is literally mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, roast potatoes, and then the butter of the rest. But the majority is stuffing. <laughs> and I it, love it. It's predominantly McKee's stuffing. Like McKee's. Oh mommy makes her own homemade stuffing. Oh my god, you? Yeah. <laughs> We're not that posh. Don't ask me, Mitch. That's Kevin. <laughs> You'll have to give me some of your mouths. I'll come round with a batch. <laughs> do, do. Bring it up the car road. Uh, I love a Christmas scented candle. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of cinnamon. Oh, the smell is just, oh, it's lovely in the house. It just makes you feel like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Well. Um, we brought it up before Christmas coffees, like salted caramel waffle coffee lattes. Oh, all yes. that very, oh. very salted caramel obsessed, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, mimosas on Christmas morning is just really nice with your breakfast. Just take, you know, not too strong up alcohol, but it's just a nice little beverage to get you going for the day. I do like a Christmas walk. Yes. Right. I'm not talking about Christmas Day. If you want to go for a walk Christmas morning, that's grand. I'm talking about like in between, you know, that period in between where you go to parks and all that there, or you can go Christmas Eve or whatever around Christmas, but just like a wee crisp, crisp, dry, bit of frost. Nice little walk. Jack Frost. Yeah. Walking off the turkey dinner. Yes, you need Reflecting on the year you've had. <laughs> and. Who's been around the dinner table this year? Yep. <laughs> Who's there? Exactly. <laughs> and my last kind of thing that reminds me of Christmas then is just Christmas music. So I mm. built, I built a playlist from fucking year ten years ago. I build on every year when there's a new song I hear or a new a new Christmas song that gets released. So it's like the classics, like the Fairy Tale of New York. Love that song. Um, and I don't care. You can sing faggot to your heart's content. <laughs> <laughs> sing it like I'm not earth. Um it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Love that song. Merry Christmas Everybody by Shaking Stevens. You know, all the class. Oh, my favourites. That just gets oh, you in the mood. Man. Like you're even the day I was in a bad mood in the car driving to work and I come on the video and you're just like, Yeah, Merry Christmas. Like, you know, it's just like you're just bobbing along. Yeah, you know, you're just like you it's know, just... it's great. Fucking it's such a cheery topic. song, you know, it mm-hmm. instantly brings me happiness. It does. It does. It, does. it fucking fantastic. It really does. Um, and then people like Cher's brought out a new Christmas album, which if you haven't listened oh. to it, it's very camp. It's really, really good. Go listen to it. Um, and like RuPaul does loads of Christmas songs. It's like, hey, this is Christmas. My favorite holiday. Things like that. Love all the the camp Christmas music. Um, and that's my last point. Um. Any others you thought of, girls, that get you right in the festivity mood, festive mood? Watching Home Alone. You have to watch that every Christmas. Yes. 
Like you just yeah. have to, and that you know the music too with the song, the following. Like it just, it's just yeah. so impressive. A hundred percent. Um, like I feel like this year, especially more than other years, is absolutely flying in. So oh my I feel God. like we need. I feel like we need to maximize the festivities as much as we can and do it as early as you can this year because it's like before you know it, it's going to be over. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's an early Easter this year, so Christmas needs to be earlier. Yeah, true. Yeah. Easter is like the end of March. Like, end of March. You Next know, so year, Christmas oh. needs to start in November. It does, and that's why I always put up my jackies earlier because it's like November 27th, though. What, what's that mean? November 27th, so my birthday's over. <laughs> and we can focus on Christmas. It's okay. I was like, what are you talking about? And I think, is that some date that's unlucky or something? <laughs> I, you need to put them up early. Like, you see these ones that wait to the 1st of December? Well, that's no fair, <laughs> Well, no, yeah, but she has an excuse to be fair. That, I would have put will... them up. I would have put them up the day after my birthday because I was off if we had them in the house, but we don't. So I have to go and get them first. For mum and dad's and then this week. That's very true. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I put in a question box and I've just realised I've missed the question box for people's annoyances. Mm-hmm. So that's really uh, sorry. Oh. So I'll do them and then I'll do the question box for the Christmas topic. Um, so I'll fly through these. So what was ragging people's shit for the question boxes were... Ticketmaster being a ball bag keeping me from my tickets. Now, I would assume this person was getting good loud tickets because there was absolute fucking murder over getting or them. Or pink. This way. Or pink could be pink as well. There's loads of people now releasing tickets, so who fucking knows? But mayhem. Mayhem. May. Um, the next one is why does my face always break out when I have plans? It's last life's way of saying fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Face hits you. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, it's so annoying. But I do, I do agree with the person. It's so irritating. Um, okay. The fucking Hey You app. So Hey You, if anyone doesn't know, is where all the reality shows are. Housewives, things like that. So it must be having technical difficulties at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is for pure and simple teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. If you are a parent of a teenager, good luck to you. Thankfully, <laughs> I haven't got one. <laughs> Me either, but I knew what I was like. <laughs> um, right. And the question boxes then we put out for the festive. What are you what makes you get in the festive mood? So the first one is Fairy Tale of New York. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, the films, the holiday, love actually, and just all the Christmas lights and trees up. Mm-hmm. Agree with everything. The next one is having a Chinese takeaway on Christmas Eve, a tradition everyone has to follow. I like um, you, need I, a, I, you need a Chinese before the night before. 100%. Do you do that too? Yeah. I've never ever done that, you know. Nor have I. Because you're not going to start cooking because, like, say, mum's making, like, the chicken or the turkey and stuff, and then she's making the stuffing and she's making the trifle. She's not going to go out now and start making dinner. Get Chinese. Oh, no, but what we oh, do. the healthy goodness of the roast we, dinner. 
I would like a Chinese, but I think that'd be way heavy for us when we're drinking Baileys all night. Yeah, you need to save the calories. We do, but what we do instead is we stick volivants in, you know, little party food <laughs> nibbles. So we have Baileys and party food nibbles, which is also nice. quite nice. So mm. I would say to the person who wrote under that one year, you, you won't. A Chinese with some volivants. That'd be nice. Dip it in the curry. Yeah. Amazing. That would be nice. Here for it. That would be but fucking nice. fried rice on your volivants. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That would be fucking lovely. Um, the next one is what gets me in the festive mood is watching Nightmare Before Christmas and The Grinch. That's what I said. Um, just chilling with a little glass of salted caramel bailies so cozy, Christmassy and wholesome and that wasn't me that wrote in <laughs> Jesus. But I agree with everything double. <laughs> literally um, okay the next one is the Christmas market so we didn't mention that oh yes yeah, like, like, I've been a few times they can make you very Christmassy. I love the Christmas. Then they are busy, which puts me off the Christmas markets. The hustle and bustle of them is just uh, yeah, too much. It does turn me off, but the environment does. It's very Christmassy with all the wee stalls and the food and the kangaroo burgers you can get in all strange burgers and all that stuff. Like, what's Christmas about that? That's Australian. <laughs> uh, next one is candy canes. No. I'm assuming you mean the sweet things. Does people actually eat them? Yeah, but they are quite hard in your teeth, then, aren't they? Mm. And they're not that nice, to be fair. No, I can't imagine them nice. Well, this person loves them, so we'll let them have their thing. Have their own um, tradition, that's okay. Exactly. Next one is shopping for new decorations. Yes, love that. Love going to the range, see their Christmas decorations. Yes. And they're so cheap, too. Such a good price. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next one, tinsel. Mm, very tinsel. 90s <laughs> yeah I, I love 90 i don't own any tinsel i have like green tinsel you know like snow tip tinsel or like yeah. some ore frames and stuff but you know that like red classic red gold green tinsel mm. i love i love a good 90s traditional christmas like that just reminds me Aye. of my childhood i love all Aye. that tacky stuff i absolutely love it um okay, next one kissing under the mistletoe that gets this person in the festive mood are they running around the mistletoe kissing everyone or what? Maybe. Like, who, like, who's kissed on like, the if mistletoe? If there's any air used to have a kiss that's running around with mistletoe, like. Very true. Uh, the next one is <laughs> sex on Christmas morning. <laughs> I, I mean, if. The well, different sort of Christmas present that is, like. Yeah, how do you have time <laughs> well maybe if you don't have if you don't have like kids you don't have to do the whole oh uh, santa's been you're not you doing have, the cooking nah, this, if you don't have the kids and you don't have the cooking and you're not having christmas in your house i can see then why you've got the time that, that's your that's tradition not a ba- then, that's yeah. not a bad tradition to be fair i could get on board with that no, it's not you'll be jolly for the whole day indeed well, I seen as a, long as it's not disappointing. Well, that's very true. I seen a meme that was like, you know, after your Christmas dinner, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can eat any more meat and stuffed. Birthday, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I know. Uh, next one is putting all the toys out for Santa on Christmas Eve. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> either, but 
I can see that would make you dead faster. Uh, taking the wings to see Santa. Oh, yeah, like the grotto and stuff like that. Yeah, that I don't feeling. think I'd enjoy that. Like, I just find it weird. I wouldn't, but if you're a parent, I suppose that's it's the joy of seeing your child seeing Santa. But there's oh. something on some random man's knee. Like, it's just weird. It is a bit pedophilic, isn't it? But... Yeah, it is a bit strange when you think on it, like. But, hey-ho, ho Wouldn't ho, be ho. for me. It <laughs> wouldn't be for me, but there we go. Uh, Christmas jumpers. It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An office Christmas jumper. You ever going into the office wearing your Christmas jumper? Cringe. It gets you in the face this mood. <laughs> but it does. It's like the day, you know, like it's like school where you went and wearing your own clothes. You were always more Chilled. not doing work. And you had a pair of pound as well to wear your own clothes. I... Oh, fucking hell. Uh, next one is the Wayans writing out their Santa lists. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember writing your Santa last, you know, the catalogue, you know, and yeah, you'd circle off everything you'd want. Oh, and, like, you'd sit down, like, you know, as if you had pure, like, you know, I need to get this done. And, like, I didn't have stress going through every page and I'd have to double check. And, like, you know, you're through every section, even, like, the watches, the the lawnmowers. corners. <laughs> 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 I just need to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. <laughs> I remember this memory of me, like... I would circle the Barbies that I wanted Sinead to get so I could play with them. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, well. Next Good one. times. Do you an elf on the shelf? Again, I can't relate, but no, I can imagine that is why it's fun winding up your wings. I don't understand the concept of elf on the shelf. I don't, I don't, I don't, like, what's the purpose? I don't understand. I think like, it's to, like, get your weans to behave because they come on the 1st of December, don't they, these elves, and you have to do something every night up until Christmas Eve. And I think it's to get oh. them to behave so they, they get what... But then your child could be a wee bastard and the parents still give them everything they want, so... That's the point, really. But it's more of a social media thing now because you post every day, don't you, that they do every mm-hmm. night, so... And fair play... To the yeah. guy that came up with the elf on the shelf, like you oh, know, makes a to, they must be making a fortune because every child has to have one. Uh-huh. I used to work in a shop where they sold elf on the shelf mm-hmm. stuff, and it was the most successful Christmas product in the shop because they had little I'd accessories. Say. There was loads of clothes mm-hmm. for the elves. There were like little, there were loads of stuff to go with them. It was just mental. Um, next one is going to see the Christmas lights being turned on. Mm-hmm. That does get you in the festive mood. Um, cooking. Okay. Um, hot chocolate gets yep. this person in the mood for Christmas. And the last one is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And as soon as the first of November hits, it just gets me in the mood for Christmas. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And this is a very controversial opinion. You I said hate it. that fucking song. <laughs> I hate that fucking song so much. She I, screeches. I, it's not. It's not even like. Okay, I'll give it to. I'll give you this. It's catchy. It gets in your head. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, I hate that song with a passion. With a passion. I think give it's me fairy tale of New York over that any day. There's so many better. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. give me Wham Last Christmas over my Last Christmas is so much better. I think it's overplayed, but I do think it's a catchy Christmas song. 
I don't mind it, and I shouldn't, because, you know, typically it would be something I wouldn't like, but it's uh-huh. weird that I do that. don't mind it, personally, and I kind of hate a lot of things. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say, maybe it's like PTSD from my years working in retail. Yeah, definitely. oh my god, they played it yeah. all the goddamn time. time. Like, no one cares! <laughs> I would say it's that, to be fair. Yeah, uh, it probably is, to be honest. It's subconscious that you don't like it. It's that. just me and my trauma. It's okay. <laughs> right, that is the end of the topic. Is there anything else that gets you in the mood for the festive period? No. No. Fabulous. Well, hopefully out there we have helped you get in the festive mood, the festive spirit, and yeah. Let's have a fun time up to the lead up to Christmas. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with our advice section. And we are back. Now, every week we do an advice section where we put out a question box and you can write in with you if you need help and um, any burning questions that you have for us. So I'm going to read out a question. And the question is, I don't have much money to spend on Christmas presents or Christmas in general this year. Have you any advice on how to make the most of it and enjoy the festivities rather than focus on the pressure of having to have the best decorations, the best presents, etc.? Well, I feel like they should just take the pressure off themselves, you know, and like just speak to the people that they're buying the presents for and tell them, you know, that it just doesn't work and maybe just say, oh, we just go for a meal or something instead. They don't even have to go for a meal, like... You know, personally, if somebody came to me and says, I don't like you, don't have the money, I'll go, No problem, happy days. I didn't know what to get you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you think... know, it just relieves this, you know, relieves the pressure off me of trying to think what to get them. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't, you know, if anybody has a problem with it, well, then you know, you know what to say to them. <laughs> 100%. I mean, if you have children with Santa, for example, I think. That might be a wee bit different because you can't yeah. obviously tell them, but it's like maybe set their expectations. You no, know, like maybe come up with a line like like Santa can't, you know, afford to make that for you, or you can only have so much because there are other people, children in the world who need toys as well. Um, in terms of like Christmas dinner, you don't need to have a massive fucking dinner. No, mm-hmm. like, don't. Spuds a bit of age. You know, a wee bit of meat. Like, I don't even eat any of the Christmas meat. Like, I am in it for the veg and the spuds and the gravy and Duffin. things like that. The stuffing, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the horn, 100%. Like, it doesn't have to be this crazy, expensive time of the year. It's meant yeah. to be about religion, isn't it? But mm-hmm. we're not really yeah. a religious people anymore. It's, for me, Christmas is all about spending it with family and friends. Yeah, um, and the food. And the food. And it's not, <laughs> you know, it's not about... Overindulging. <laughs> yeah, it's not about, like, the, the most expensive gifts and things like that. It's actually meant to be about the people in your life who matter. And yeah, you want to see and have fun and have a good time with. And, you know, Christmas for me is completely different from when I was a child. Like, you know, when when Santa was there, it was a magical time of the year. Now it is a lot of pressure for adults Mm -hmm. to live up to every Mm -hmm. Christmas has to be be better than the last. Every present has to be better than the last. I don't think it has to be like that. We should just all, like, 
go back to basics and like we yeah. I used to buy presents for my friends because they bought me presents and I've said I think it was last year or the year before I said like look I'm struggling to think of ideas every year as presents mm-hmm. let's just not do presents let's have a night in we do board games we have cocktails you know it's we buy better. it's far far better it's the experience that I enjoy more than the present mm-hmm. and then plus you're not yeah. lumbered with fucking out half that you don't want in your house exactly, exactly. Even if it's a case where, I don't know, if this is a person that, like, you're not worried about Santa presents, but it's, like, a friend group that you want to, like, you don't really have something to buy for, suggest the likes of Secret Santa, or if you want to do something, Mm. like, just a small token, like, a selection box and a candy cane. Like, people want to eat their weight or double their weight or triple their weight in chocolate. When it comes to Christmas, yeah. like something small, as you say, like not everybody wants a gift that's going to take up space in your house that you're never going to fucking use. A lot of it is like, oh, this is, I'm a good friend. I've got you a Christmas present. Here you go. Like, uh-uh. it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something that, you know, you're spending a pile of money on that you don't really want to buy, that someone doesn't really want to get. Um, uh-huh. So, like, small small tokens or the likes of a secret santa or as you say go out for like a wee meal or even have like a takeaway and a night in like focus more Uh on the experience than friggin superficial things about about Uh the season i think it really winds yeah 100 it really winds me up when you see those parents on like social media and on christmas morning the first thing they do is post a picture of everything that their children got and it's, and it's all like, like lined out like yeah no it's you don't all lined do... up on the sofa yeah like it's an xbox they've got a playstation mm-hmm. they've got gucci shoes or a child for fuck's sake mm-hmm. like it's just all about bravado and it's people trying to do outdo each other but if you mm-hmm. just go in with the mindset of like it's about my family. It's about my friends. It's I don't give a fuck what other people have. I have the most important thing here. Yeah. Then it, the materialistic stuff does not matter. It's it's all about the people you're spending the holiday with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know what we're saying. There's still probably a little bit of embarrassment that goes along with that, but mm. that's only because of the pressures that social media puts on. Like if mm-hmm. the people that you're around are your people sorry my um my camera cut off there for a second so did mine um, <laughs> oh okay not just me that's all right um i was just gonna say like if the people that you are around on christmas are actually your people they're the ones that are supposed to be in your life and on your timeline and all that there like no. they won't care about the materialistic stuff um and if they do that's a good way to shorten your christmas list for next year hopefully we've helped you um and have a lovely christmas uh okay so i have an update on the person who wrote in about sleeping with their landlord (laughs) yay (laughs) so a long message so here we go um so they have wrote in and they have said okay i am living with my landlord as like a house share whom I have become friends with 
It all started a few months ago when I drunkenly slept with him after a night out and then it became a fuck buddy thing. There was always an attraction and flirting before the drunken sex so it just feels natural and it's a bit of fun. It doesn't feel awkward that I'm sleeping with him because I don't really view him as my landlord now. He is more of a friend. Okay. I forgot to pay rent one month. Where's Sarah gone? Did you hear that, Sarah? I'm here, yeah, I'm here. Okay, so um, the person says, I forgot to pay rent one month and he didn't ask for it. And it did generally take me a while to notice that I forgot to pay him. So I've not said anything to kind of see how far I can push it. And it has now been a few months since I have paid any of my rent. I have, however, after listening to the podcast, kept the money aside just in case. But I am happy to trade sex for rent. It's better the money be in my bank and I don't feel guilty or ashamed. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts? (laughs) I will say it's great that you're keeping the money aside. I think that's a really good idea just in case because god forbid shit hit the fan or somebody Mm-mm. develops feelings for the other and then it's not reciprocated especially if that is the landlord getting feelings for you it could turn mm-hmm. very ugly um mm-hmm. and god knows like legal action could be taken especially if you have a signed rental agreement like they could take you to court for the rent so i think it's a really good idea keep it aside but don't pay it until you have to. And also, yeah, I... um, I'm assuming that I ca- I can't remember, but I'm assuming that the that the um person that's wrote in is female. And all I would like to say is get yours, girl. <laughs> well, I can neither confirm or deny because I like to keep it anonymous. But the landlord. I is really, a really hope that it's enjoyable. Also. <laughs> yes, but. I would agree with Sarah in that I'd be like, right, get your fill. But also just be careful because things could go south extremely, extremely quickly. And what's the long-term plan here? Because you can't... That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah, like Like, what's the long-term plan? I know it's been a few months, but you can't do this forever. The fact that she referred to them as a friend means she doesn't see it as any more. And if they do see it as any more, then... The whole thing's fucked. She needs to find somewhere else to live, and the hundred percent going to ask for that money back. So you know, yeah. keep it aside is what I was saying. Fair but enough. Then... Sleeping with your flat or your landlord, if you're genuinely attracted to them and you think it's going to lead to something, fair yeah. enough. But not just for the fun of it. If you don't see it going anywhere, because they could see it going somewhere, and it's just going to end in tears. I mean, and it's like, not fair I've... if they they think it's going to go somewhere and you're not. True. You're just taking them for their money. Yeah. That's and also it... not fair. Yeah. I mean... Is that why they're a- not asking for their rent? Because they are sleeping with them. Maybe. And it's like, okay, I don't need a charge because she's basically like my girlfriend or something. Well, I mean, see... I do think a conversation maybe needs to be had if you guys are on the same page about what it is that you're doing then that might be a safer option. Yes, you don't always want to, like, do the whole, oh, 
this is just casual or if you if you think it has the potential for something more then that's brand too but i think uh-huh. it's like situationships and we say that with the air quotes like uh-huh. they're difficult territory anyway and i know it's hard in certain situations to have conversations around clarity i'm guilty of avoiding those um myself so i'm not going to sit here and preach oh you have to talk about it but in your particular situation where this person could literally kick you out it's it's Uh good to know where you stand and if you are on the same page and it's a casual thing and you both know that it maybe won't last forever or you both know that it's something that potentially could go somewhere you know it's as long as you're on the same page about it I think that's fine I just think I wouldn't be putting your your living situation in jeopardy just because Mm -hmm. it could get quite complicated 100% just be very careful be very careful the the other person could be thinking, why the hell have they not paid me rent? And be talking to their friends, how am I going to bring this up? And then, you know, it could be extremely awkward that they're, she's thinking, if it's a girl, that, you know, he's just not wanting me to pay the rent. But in reality, she just didn't pay it one time. It's not like he came to her and says, look, you know, we've this mm-hmm. thing going on. Don't, you don't need to pay rent. She's just uh-huh. not paid it. He's not said anything, but he could just be too nice to bring it up. And then he might quite like this girl. And, you know, not want to bring it up because he doesn't want to ruin what they've got going on. It could just be yeah, a whole 100%. awkward situation. Yeah. It's a lot deeper than I think, though. I think you realize yourself, the person who wrote in, or like what we've heard so far. But like, keep us updated because I would like to know how how this panned out. Yeah, two months down the line, they're homeless. <laughs> oh, hopefully not touch wood per person. Like also, um, just while you're putting your rent aside, maybe if you're able, if you're in the position to like save for like a deposit and the first month's rent somewhere else, just yeah. as a feel safe. Um, yes, especially yes, yes. in the friggin' housing climate. I don't know where you're writing them from, but in Belfast, demand for houses is fucking shocking. So it's best to have contingency. Mm. And they could I be don't... paying above and beyond then for a new place. It's just like, respite for disaster. Yeah, 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 it is. Just be extremely, extremely careful. Like if the if the per if the the person brings it up to you about missing rent payments instantly pay it and go oh my god i'm so sorry i've never realized or you know i don't know how you were going to come up with an excuse when they do ask you for the money but i know just be very very careful but please do keep us posted because i am very intrigued by the story yes i am invested in this now. <laughs> love it okay so before we finish the podcast um a little bit of an announcement um so we have been doing the podcast since the start of July. So we've been going at it, like, you know, more than almost half a year. Um, and we're taking a two week break over the Christmas period. So, so the, last, the last official episode of 2023 will be released on the 23rd of December. But on the 30th of December, we are releasing a best bits of 2023 episode. Um, which will be all the best bits of the podcast. So if you have got any 
best or favorite memories or favorite stories or anything that you have enjoyed over the past six months of the podcast please write in and we will include it in the best bits of 2023 episodes which will be released on saturday the 30th of december okay thank you very much and normal scheduling will resume on saturday the 13th of january we just need that we break over the festive period (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of work (laughs) but we do enjoy doing it um, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. That's another long episode, guys. <laughs> you love um, it. Please like. I do love it. Love talking, as we all do. Uh, please like, share, and review the podcast. Give us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to thank Carla and Sarah for joining me on this fabulous thursday evening on the 30th of November. This gets us right into the mood for tomorrow, the 1st. <laughs> Remember to take your milk thistle, drink responsibly, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.